0: digital 410 productions proudly presents the what's in your head podcast Digitized live from
1: your company name here
0: studios in cape coral florida it's the what's in your head podcast
1: and that's a hard drop off on that intro because we've yet to have a re-recorded but what's going on everybody it's been a while Thank you for... Oh, hold on. See, I got to get the intro. What's up? What's up? What's up, OG5? See, it's been so long, I forgot the (laughs) intro. Speaking of been so long, how's it doing, Mike? How you doing, fella? Dude. Dude.
0: Dude. Dude. It's been a hot minute since we've been on air.
1: Not only that, but it's been a hot minute since you and Ron have crack the mics together and look at even this do clown. anything remotely close to a podcast ladies and gentlemen the long lost <laughs> co-host to the tackle your personal best podcast ron who got lost in the swamp what's up fella
2: oh not much man and, and to your dudes sweet dude <laughs> uh it's been crazy we we we've moved uh from down south naples to uh Tallah- well just south of tallahassee so that's how's uh, that
1: working uh, ch- out for you that was a smart move
2: <laughs> <laughs> well the f- see this i figured it out and you know the next time a big hurricane comes i'm gonna fly megan over to dc and then you know, let it follow her there so that's that's what it is it's following her ass it's like we had one last year and by by a miracle we escaped we escape with no flooding, no damage, and we just replaced the roof before, before the, uh, the cell of the house. And then we moved here, and then, what, spent five months? And then, bam, hurricane. <laughs> straight for us.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about that a little bit, because, you know, here in Cape Coral, it was, obviously, we all got our asses kicked last year. We, all, we were all there, all, you know, from fucking Port Charlotte to Naples, and we all just got sat on. Like, you know, some weird perverted CEO looking for a big girl to sit on him on a, the a Saturday night. The slowest
0: hurricane. Oh, my God.
1: Sat over our house for eight hours. Fun fact, um, if you are living in southwest Florida and you use Life360 to keep track of where your kid is, they just updated their satellite footage to about seven months ago. So I can see how many roofs, including my own, were just annihilated with blue tarps. Like, when you're looking at Life360 now, it's just a bunch of blue <laughs> specks. It's insane. But
0: yeah, I, I saw that picture. That's
1: After living, it, you know, and last year wasn't our first hurricane. It was definitely our worst. I mean, clearly worse than Charlie, at least over my house. And so here we are. Late summer, another ice storm. But this one, you know, the whole scope, at least for Southwest Florida, it was out there. It's like, okay, I really didn't have any concern about coming here. But you never know. And so... That's kind of like how I wanted to discuss a little bit. How is prep for you this year, Mike, after living what we lived through last year? Because prior to last year, you know, it's been a while. Charlie kicked our ass, but we all kind of got the old, oh, here we go, another hurricane, another, you know. After a while, you get jaded, especially when every single year they have every single asshole from the Weather Channel down here telling us how we're all going to die. We spend tons of money packing up, buying supplies, some people leaving town, and nothing ever happens. So you get a little, you know, a little... um burnt out on it after a while and then you get your ass kicked like last year so how was prep for you guys this year
0: for me um just bought a few cases of water you know we just went grocery shopping like a few days before we knew it was kind of heading in this general direction so i mean you know it to me it was more i had a feeling that you know that tonight's going to be a good night Probably, yeah. I mean that, that that's kind of what it boils down to. I mean, you know, going through. I I actually was talking to a co-worker of mine, and I went. through I was born just after Andrew went through, however many it was in the late nineties and early two thousands. Charlie in oh four, I think Wilma was after that. Yep. And then when I came back here, went through Irma. Yep. Ian last year, mm-hmm. and then didn't. I mean, we didn't really see too many. Heavy effects of, uh, what what's what's its name? It, uh, today's, <laughs> yeah, today's. Maybe
1: Ron knows it. If, <laughs> what's the name of this I, storm that just
2: rolled through? It's it's a female. Iana, one. Iana, yeah. I, I. I, I.
0: Adalia. I
2: do, yeah, I think that's it. Ad,
0: Adalia or something like that. So see, that's what we're um, talking
2: about, Jay. We just stopped paying attention.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, being from Florida, being born and raised here, I mean, you just you expect it. Mm-hmm. you know that's like you know we have so many people that come down here from you know all, all different parts of the country and sometimes over the world and they go oh and they start panicking and you know i I was hearing people oh i did all my panic buying yesterday and this that and the other and i was like why
1: yeah. i i looked at the thing i was like, okay this is going to be a, a no big deal so i went and did my normal shopping which doesn't work in these environments i go and get yeah. I'm on, I'm on uh, well water. Thanks, Cape Coral. I got your invoice for $35,000. I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. They're running city water through my neighborhood now. But uh, right now I'm on well. So I just went and got my regular three gallons of water that we go through in a week. Yeah. And bought some food, but I'm watching a poor public's boy stocking water, stocking water. And I'm like, man, you're, you're moving on on water already? He's like, yeah. I said, you know what the funny thing is? I said, half the people who buy that shit, I guarantee you have city water. They just don't like the taste. And so the yep. people like me and Mike and the people on well water, when the hurricane does roll through, there's no water to be found. And yeah. I remember after Ian, I was driving down Littleton and there was a refrigerator out. No, not Ian. Um, The one before that. Irma. Irma. There was a refrigerator out on the curb, and they had pallets of water that they had bought for the storm. But apparently bottled water isn't their thing. And so two weeks later, it was just sitting out on the curb inside of a refrigerator that they're thrown away. I'm like, yeah, these are the people who buy the water. And then I was heading home from work <clears throat> the day, uh, what was it, Tuesday? No, Monday night. Carrie texts me, like, there's lines at the gas station. I'm like, what? I drive a ton drive, like, under a quarter tank of gas left. (laughs) So I pulled into a place next door. There's a lady who has four gas cans out. All their lines are full. And the manager walks out, can I help you? I said, well, I'm just trying to get enough gas to continue my daily work. Meanwhile, a homegirl over here filling up six cans. Well, she's filling up non ethanol. I said, well, I'll take that too. He came over and said, well, there's a bag on pump one, but go over there and get some premium. So I was lucky to get $30 worth of premium. But like Mike said, people are just panic buying. And they and always say.
2: That's ridiculous well, for you guys because it, it, it was more, you were feeling the storm side of it. Yeah, it could have turned. And that, I think that's what causes some of the panic is like the, the, that cones. So, you only need about a half
1: a tank of gas because if the power is out longer than three or four days, guess what? You're not going to fucking work anyhow. You're going to be staying home. So what do you need more than yeah. a, a gallon of gas for?
0: Mm-hmm. well, well and- i'm
1: gonna to drive to georgia no you're not you're gonna sit on the interstate around tampa and burn up your mm-hmm. gas and get nowhere you're stuck down here unless you leave a week in advance you're not fucking going anywhere well yeah,
0: the I mean- only the only um part of that that i think is recognizable is is generators like gener- generators yeah. Yeah. generators but you know whatever if somebody has a diesel generator i mean that and that's interesting too is that diesel- how much how much gas actual gas is Completely wiped out, but there's diesel. Did you hear yeah. what's going on? There's always diesel left over. Did you hear what else happened?
1: No. Don't know to
0: how the people leaving. Oh, no. the, the the diesel
1: mix. fuel contamination yeah.
2: Yes. So not only if you got out and you were able to get out of Florida, you, your engine was blowing up and around Georgia somewhere.
1: Yep. You know, we always joke about this. My family, my poor sister hates it, but You know, I come from a long line of 1980s Ford Escorts and Chevette's because, you know, we grew up poor in (laughs) Kentucky. And this was before we got smart and changed the aperture of the fuel tank, depending on if you have fuel or diesel. So that the diesel nozzle does not fit in the regular fuel tank. Well, before this happened, my sister put diesel in my mom's Ford Escort. And so I know what happens when you make that mistake. And it's not pretty. Yeah. But um, And so back on track, I really didn't get too creative away with it. I did come home like the uh Tuesday morning because we were supposed to get shit around Tuesday afternoon, right? Yeah. So I came home around Tuesday. I put in my trash cans and my my uh, grill because I got a smoker on my back porch. I'm like, I'm going to feel stupid if the wind – because it has wheels on it. I'm, like, I'm going to feel stupid if the wind blows us and smashes my fucking slider because I knew we were going to get yeah. 20, 30-mile-an-hour winds occasionally. So I moved that shit inside, but that's about all all we did.
0: I mean, living in an apartment, I mean, there's not really a whole lot I have to do. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even really move my porch stuff, which is just a table and chairs and some small little things out there. I shouldn't have
1: because we had a lawn chair that sits in the backyard. It props the door up so the dogs can go in and out. It flew like three and a half feet. (laughs) And that's outside, not even inside my lanai. So I'm sure my grill would have been fine. But how are things up your way? Because we are safer down here. I mean, we just had a rain event. Of course, they canceled my dentist appointment because I had a filling fallout during Ian. That's how long it's been. I lost a uh. filling during Ian, but I had to pay for a deductible on a roof, two cars. Um, I don't know, Ron, I didn't tell you this. The day I picked up my truck from getting all all the dents taken out, all the paint, brand-new windshield from the place in Estero, got on the interstate, was on the interstate for five minutes, and a truck threw a rock, cracked my windshield. Uh. And my insurance company said, yes, we'll fix it, but you have another $500 deductible.
0: Fucked by the so I still have a cracked windshield,
1: and I was finally supposed to go today to get my tooth fixed. And they called me on Monday, like we're going to have to change your appointment. I'm like, why? It's on Thursday. They're like, no, it's on Wednesday, and that's the day of the hurricane. Now I didn't argue with them because I'm a new patient, but I'm thinking the day of the hurricane, the things going to be up in the fucking panhandle. Why? Why you closing? You know. But anyhow, up your way, how were things?
2: It was kind of. Kind of surprising actually because when when we really first started paying attention to it, it was over by Cuba and then they were like, Oh, it's gonna it's a tropical storm and by the time it hits it's gonna be a cat one. So we're staying here, you know. It's on like, my head. Whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna stay here though. It's it's gonna be fine. It's cat one, you know. you
1: go fishing in a cat one on a kayak.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I was making front uh, jokes with them like that's kite weather, man. I'll fly I'll fly out there. <laughs> it's kite, you know, cat one. Who cares? Tropical storm, I'll go swimming, you know, but uh we woke up the next morning and they're like, no, we're wrong. It's going to hit a cat three. And we're like, fuck. Now we're getting real. <laughs> yeah, that's we're in some wooden homes. We're no longer in our cinder block homes anymore. Really?
1: Is that, uh, it's that different up there? How old's the house?
2: Uh, it's, it's new. It's relatively new. It's not even 10 years old. And wow. It's, you,
1: it's, they, it's, are stick houses common up there? All of them
2: are being built that way. And that that's was crazy. why we didn't buy over here, is because they, they, you know, we know the prices in Cape Coral Naples area, right? You yeah. know, well, that's what I was gonna sm- ask:
1: were they cheaper being stick houses?
2: Six hundred thousand dollars for the same square footage that I would get for over down in Naples.
1: And I bet your insurance a whole lot more because it is a stick
2: house. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not buying this. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the prices market going down. I don't care about interest. You could refinance.
1: Now, I guess we should probably elaborate for the rest of the world who's listening. Um, down here where Mike and I live. And we're used to. And we're Ron used to. We have hurricane codes that require not all of them, but at least the first. If Usually the second story is stick, but the first floor. But most houses that are down here are one story houses. There's a few second story, but they're not that common unless you live in like an HOA community. But even still, the first <laughs> floor is brick, cinder block, with rebar ran down it and backfilled with concrete. So essentially they're bulletproof too. <laughs> <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> and so, and then we have hurricane straps. And then, if you look at the inside of your garage door, we have an extra beam going. Like you have a normal what two and a half foot span, we have an extra beam going through to to help sturdy our doors. Because how tornadoes and hurricanes work, they usually pass over your house, rip off some shingles and some soffits and some lights. But if you get compromised, whether it's through a, a pushed-in garage door, a broken window. Then the hand of God just comes in, grabs the inside of your wall, and yanks the shit out. And so that's the whole theory of—that's why you see people down here, the, the people who have the money, they get these hurricane shutters that are basically made out of Kevlar. They just roll them down and cover the lanai. It's it's st- strong enough not to get punctured, and so it helps make things safer. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that you're living in—
2: Wooden. wooden. It's wooden framed and uh, co- uh, concrete board
1: huff and a puff uh, and i'll blow your house down
2: like yeah so that at that point i, I still was sitting there going like oh, i don't really want to leave my wife wants to go to north carolina again go up in the mountains and i'm like mm, no it's like you don't leave anywhere that you can't get there and back in a tank of gas mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rule of thumb with hurricane leaving like tank of gas you got there and back
1: which means my volkswagen jetta if time permits i can get from here to Valdasta, Georgia on a single tank of gas i've done it
2: yeah yeah yeah. get in there but and then you also take the back roads they're not cluttered like 75. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so us floridians know that but (laughs) so i see lines packing up that morning for gas and everything and i'm like here it goes you know everyone's freaking out my wife's freaking out and so we we did end up deciding to leave to go to uh uh alabama we just went like two hours west
1: we're out in alabama
2: Oh, d- d- oh, I'm going to butcher it. Fort Search Morgan. of the date. It, it's two hours from us. Uh, Duffton, Duff, I think it is. I'll have to go back and at look. Duffton. At it. I, I believe. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. But anyways, we stayed the night there. The kids didn't sleep. We didn't sleep. They woke up early. And then we just followed the storm back west. And we were just, in the morning when I looked at it, it just looked like, oh, God, am I really going to come back to nothing? That's yeah. what it looked. like. <laughs> and <laughs> couldn't get a hold of the neighbors. Power is out, of course. And they, uh, but I finally did get a hold of them. They said they lost power at six thirty. Uh, we were heading back at eleven o'clock with a, uh, a time change. By the time we got back, power was back on. Nice. No, f- no flooding that were our areas. Um, it, it, shit! I brought my chainsaw just in case a tree was down. Were Didn't you
1: even... guys? Was your area affected by the bands or by the eye wall and the whole the whole shebang? I,
0: I Dude, I, well, you were you were on the west side of the storm, I think. Which yeah, is we where were, you want to we be. Were,
2: we were just west of it because it just cleared us, but we were just in the outer limits of the eye, and it just didn't. It, dude, there was no mine numbers of my building, but, but let, it, let alone I can go over and blow it off myself. But that's all that blew off. Nice. <laughs> I was like, again, two hurricanes in a row. Saving grace, not to rub that into anybody that did get hurt. Yeah, I'm. You I'm better blessed knock,
0: with it. You, you better knock on some wood, there, bud. Oh, yeah. So today, (laughs) (laughs) so
1: we were watching the storm on Sunday night, the track of it. And my boss Mm -hmm. had a gig over on the East Coast because he's trying to procure another um, client for us. And so Sunday night, we're looking at it. And Monday morning, he's like, hey, I'm going to head over there. I said, well, no, this is uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. So, yeah, Monday night he texts me. and said, yeah, I'm probably going to head over in the morning. I said, well, if you can find gas. He's like, well, they got gas at the gas station next to the shop. I was like, no, they don't. I was already there. I was lucky to get $30 worth of premium. But he found gas <laughs> and he went over there. And everything's cool. So today he calls me. He's over there. And I'm at I'm on lunch and it's pouring down rain in the Cape. Pouring down rain. And he lives about a, half a mile from the office. He's like, can you? And his son works for us, too. But he came home from a cruise on... Last Friday, six. So he's working remotely. He's like, "Can you go to the house and help Josh?" The skylight cover came off my house. He lives right on the river. He lives on Clusahatchee River, and he last Friday, last Thursday, they just started redoing his roofing from his Ian damage. He had this, he had this steel, you know, the big steel sheet roofs, and they finally just came over and started, they tore all the stuff off and it started raining and two guys fell off his damn roof. Oh, fuck. So I went over there and I was thinking like a little skylight, like a little 12 by 12 hole. No, this is a dual pane skylight. The entire cover came off and it's raining and his son's in there trying to mop and water's hitting his wall, coming down. The drywall oh. is already blistering. The wind's blowing it. It's hitting the roof. It's going down. Like, the whole entry is just covered in water. And it stops raining long enough. And we get, like, like the uh, tables at Kentucky Ballistics, always trashed on his YouTube channel. We get those two lifetime tables, flip them upside down, catch the water. We got the um, the cover's not broken. And we're using it to collect water. And he, he, he calls me, so, well, the roofing company's on their way. And so we're there mopping, and I see a truck, and it stops raining, thank God. And we see a truck pull up, and a guy's just chilling in there. I'm like, what the hell? I must be waiting for his crew to come. And then I hear some, 15 minutes later, I hear some noise outside and open the door. And there's a guy putting a ladder up against the uh, roof, and he's getting to climb the roof. I said, we have the skylight covering here if you want it. He's like, yeah, was, have you seen my other, my other guy? I, mean, I was like, yeah, you mean your guy who's been sitting in his truck for 15 minutes? He's like, God damn it. So we empty the water out of the skylight that's sitting on the floor of his entryway. That's how much water's coming in their fucking house. And he lifts it up, and you can see it's literally just a cap. It's a flat, it's a convex cap that you sit on this. It's literally six foot wide by four feet. So that's how big of a hole my boss had in his roof. And we're looking at it, and I, and I didn't say it to him, but I told it to the son, but the roofer heard me. I said, I said, there's like 90 holes on that thing. None of them are ripped. I said, it looks like to me that when they were here Friday and tore all the material off the roof that they just put this thing back on and put two screws in it. Because there's no way this thing would have fucking flown off. It literally had 25 holes down each side and then probably, you know, 15, you know, 75, 80 screws. And the roofing guy's carrying outside and he's looking and he he verbally goes, fuck. I was like, yep, His guy's (laughs) fucked up because of their... And we've been talking about this on the show. is people's inability to do their jobs. I don't know if this happened right around the time the guys fell off, and no one thought to go back up and secure it, but because they probably only had one to two screws in this thing, it flew off. And now they're going to have to probably pay for all that oh, new yeah. drywall. And not, not only that, later. not only that, but when I took a picture outside, so you got a six foot by four foot hole cut in the roof, and then you have, you know, three foot by three-foot-two boxes set in there to make it look like a dual-channel skylight. But there's a foot gap all the way around each box. So that means not only was the water coming in their house, but it was going in those gaps into the attic. So all that's going to be effed up. And so it's like this poor son of a bitch is trying to get his damage done from Ian and due to someone's inability to do their job, now he has new hurricane damage from a storm that didn't even fucking
0: hit here. Oh it's my just God. Like crazy. Headache. But that's that's interesting that you mentioned like stuff blowing around, because I remember last year for the storm, my boat was sitting at my mother's house in Cypress Lake in Fort Myers. And I think I sent you guys the video or something like that. But Royal Palm had come and just missed the lower unit of the motor and. My windshield blew off. Oh, shit. I was like, fuck, now I'm going to have to either leave it or find a new windshield or something like that. Come to find out, I was walking around the property like the day right after the storm, you know, dissipated and went off to the other 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 coast. And I was like, "All right, my cup holders weren't caulked in <laughs> on the console. No, my my windshield was barely hanging on by a couple of screws. You know, 30, 35 mile an hour going down mm-hmm. the the uh, the river or whatever. Not a big deal, but." 65 70 mile an hour in the back of the trailer
1: going down the interstate you're good yeah
0: so it was sitting there and 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 i noticed that it blew off and i was looking at the property checking damage and stuff like that and my mother has a sea grape tree right in her backyard and it's fucking huge and it's way overgrown and i was looking and i was like fuck there's my fucking windshield (laughs) and i found it intact no cracks holes intact so it seemed like it just, the holes were just worn out, you know, because or, they were just, you know, it's 2007. So that's, you know, over, I couldn't even tell you, 15 years old now. So, um, so it, it just blew right into the tree, landed on the ground and sat there. And I found both of my fucking cup holders too. Nice. Lucky. Sitting right there and no other damage to the boat aside from dirt.
1: Now, did Northern Florida, I saw some you know some flood videos this morning but a lot of us like normal did they receive a shit ton of damage from the storm i haven't really i came home i haven't watched the news so i don't know i haven't seen neither, any damage reports
2: neither have i but uh it, you know some interesting facts about this is in smaller towns i'm really worried about and i'm gonna have to do some more research i found out the storm shelters here they close if it reaches a cat three Really? So, so you don't even have a storm shelter for above a cat three. You have to leave or find some other means to, to go where to go. So, like, and that's cool. we're only like 20 minutes from uh, Tallahassee. So they said Leon County has shelters, but you imagine all the. Tallahassee surrounded by like just nothing but small towns.
0: Well, I, around yeah, little, little suburban towns.
2: Yeah. So, what, they all got to go to Tallahassee? Holy shit.
0: You know,
1: I haven't seen. You would think that if the if the damage was as bad as Ian was, you know, Facebook would just be covered with photos of storm damage. But I haven't really noticed anything on Facebook today either.
2: I mean, the only thankful thing there is a lot of woods between here and yeah, where where it swept through. Northern Florida has a lot of prisons between like Valdosa and the Flor- uh, Lake City area, um, Live Oak, all that, and that's where kind of kind of swept through. So you're not hearing much probably because of a lot of the damage is probably to the prisons.
1: Now I know Ron has a limited amount of time. So I want to, while he's still on here, I want to cover this real quick. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of local, but it's more of a lifetime apparel or a lifestyle brand. So if you're from anywhere in Florida, probably South Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, you are more than aware of the salt life logo, the salt life yep. brand, Right. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about the co-founder? No. This is something I learned from TikTok. A Dateline, this goes back to February 16th, and no one has heard about this. We live in Florida. and The only reason I heard about it is somebody was talking about it on TikTok. Going back to February, the co-founder of the popular Jacksonville Beach-based lifestyle brand Salt Life has been sentenced to 12 years in prison after pleading guilty to manslaughter with a firearm. What? How did nobody f- in Florida know about here. this? Holy what? shit. Michael Troy Huto, 56. That's important to wow. the story. 56. Changed his plea Thursday in Palm Beach County courtroom to the death of a 18-year-old Laura Grace Duncan. In the Riviera Beach Hotel in 2020. For those you slow on the uptake, this guy's fifty-six years old hanging out with an eighteen year old chick in a hotel room. Hmm. Mm. According to and by the way, they don't mention it too much in this story, but in the TikTok, this guy had since sold his half of the company. So like he cashed out years ago, and I think he's just riding on his on his payday. According to investigators the Riviera Beach Police Department was called shortly before 11 a.m. on October 29 2020 to the Oceanfront Hilton Hotel to conduct a welfare check on Duncan. her father Burton Duncan told police that he hadn't heard from his daughter for a few days. he said that he tracked her phone and believed probably on life 360 probably that she was at a hotel mm-hmm. Believe that she was at a hotel with her boyfriend. Now, what went wrong in this chick's life that at the prime age of 18, fresh out of high school, that she's dating a 50s? Nay, what's wrong with this dude <laughs> that at 56, hmm. and you can say, well, she's 18, yeah. Well, other than the sexual benefits of that, what the fuck do you guys have in common? What do you talk about?
0: <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm the, the younger one here. Yes, and you I'm don't even f- want to be around
1: 18-year-old.
0: I'm 31 years old. And never in my life do I want to be anywhere near anybody that is 18 to 24, 25 at the most. And in this case, someone who
1: probably adds the word bruh as an adjective, a noun, and a pronoun to every other sentence. But anyhow, her father said that he believed that she was with her boyfriend, Hudo. He also told police that he believed Hudo gave drugs to his daughter to keep her sedated, according to the arrest report. Yeah. You didn't even have to get to that last line to know that this guy's up to something weird when he's 56, hanging out with someone who was a minor not too long ago. When police arrived, staff helped open the door, and immediately there was a strong odor of de- decomposition in the hallway. Decomposition in the hallway, the uh, report said. Her body was found in the bathroom floor covered in blood and with a gunshot wound to her stomach. The room was booked... That's painful. Yeah, you're bleeding out from that. Anybody who watched Young Guns know that's the way that Chavez died.
0: (laughs) Reservoir dogs, too.
1: The room was booked by Hudo's name and the police found his wallet and ID inside the uh, report state. Surveillance video showed Hudo leaving the hotel room with a backpack full of fat wraps. No, I mean a backpack full of... Backpack before he drove off in his vehicle, police said. An alert was immediately issued for the gentleman. Shortly after, the St. John's Community Sheriff's Office contacted a detective with the Riviera Beach Police Department and said that the pre- on the previous day, October 28th, Hudo survived an overdose at a BP gas station on the Center Place Way in St. Oh. Augustine. This guy's just blowing through that salt life money, all as much meth as he can find.
0: Real quick.
1: Yeah. Oh... Uh, Hold on, I actually hit the wrong button. Oh, there we go. Get rid of the advertisement. Uh, the sheriff's office said that the attendant called after a man walked into the store asking for help. He reportedly twitching, making delusional comments, crying while his eyes were rolling into the back of his head. Reports say some tells me that he didn't sell his half-assault life. Some tells me he was bought out. I'm sure that mm-hmm. the I'm sure that these habits weren't acquired, you know, post money injection. Yeah. Not, and we don't even know how much he got bought out for, but we just know that Salt Life is fucking huge and they need to make money. So much money, in fact, that a friend of mine who made burrito life stickers, who's a, well, he's a son of a friend of mine who is an artist who's published in Mad Magazine, got a cease and desist lawsuit from Salt Life because he used the same font in his burrito life stickers. And he wasn't allowed to sell them, so he ended up giving away his inventory. They literally found his burrito life stickers and hit him with a cease and desist lawsuit. The man later identified as Hudo was transported to the hospital where he was receiving treatment the sheriff's office said. Riviera Beach Police Detectives went to the hotel where Hudo was being treated I'm sorry went to the hospital where Hudo was being treated and asked if he knew why they were there. Hudo told him, "Yes," and uttered, "Oh my god, I think I think I hurt my Gracie." And then he began to cry. The police report stated hudo stopped talking but the next day reportedly told detectives that the couple was heading to florida keys to see some friends while staying at the hilton when asked about what happened at the hotel room hudo said him and his gracie spent time on the beach salt life baby him and his gracie were playing inside of the hotel room as if they were shooting each other with finger guns gracie was sitting on the counter inside the bathroom he pointed I'm sorry, they were using fingers and at some point a real gun. On the TikTok, they're saying they're doing finger guns, boo-poo, and then he went and got his Glock. But this report says that Gracie was sitting on the counter inside the bathroom. He pointed the gun at Gracie, at which time it went off and shot her, the police report stated. (sighs) Do we need to go over the three fundamentals of firearm safety? (laughs) Yeah. Rule number one: one. rule number
0: one, Mike. Oh, what would be number one? Number one would be... Don't point a gun at <laughs> something point a gun you're not going to kill. <laughs> that's actually, that's rule you number don't two. Wanna, rule wanna number shoot. one is
1: to treat all firearms as if they're loaded. Rule number Very two true. is don't point a firearm at anything that you don't want it to obliterate. But rule this number guy three. is a
0: method. Um uh, Rule, number, rule th- number three, keep your finger off the fucking trigger.
1: Yeah, until you're ready to shoot. And Rule number four is be aware of what's beyond your target. Uh, let's see. Oh, Huda said that he left the room with the gun and and his medications in his backpack, which was found mm. in the front passenger seat of his vehicle, according to the report. Huda was arrested and charged with a homicide, manslaughter, and possession of use of a
0: weapon, the report states. This has been your what's-in-your-head fucking dipshit of the week.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but
0: now you're both interested. And you're like, I
1: want to see what... The, where the, this Did be a good you know? documentary. Now you know. I yeah, want to yeah, see it, like the rise and fall of this guy. Yeah. Like what I was
2: thinking the same thing. I mean, I bet you like in the beginning he had had everything: the wife, the kids, coming business. I bet you. I bet you. If see, you look, that's back, it. look back, That. Could, but you're you're missing with inter- all those young women. I mean, I mean,
0: well, well, that's the interesting side. Money, he could money have been and drugs. He money could and have drugs change people, though. He could
1: have been a productive guy. Got bought out, and then got the drugs, or. More than likely, I'd bet. He was a guy that hung around more motivated guys, kind of like someone I knew. I used to hang out here. And he either came up with the idea or sketched out the brand logo. He's probably the artistic one. And then his buddy was probably the go-getter, actually saw things to their conclusion and then had to buy this fucker out when the, the thing took off because he made the logo or came up with the name. I, I Something tells me that he wasn't
0: the brain trust behind this brand. <laughs> some kind of shady ba- business deals situation.
1: I know. I, I think he was probably tagging along with a group of fishing guys or some fucking stand up paddle boarders, some kite surfers. Maybe they rented jet skis on the beach, like a Fort Myers beach. And they came up with this idea, and somehow he got branded as co founder. And at some point, like. This guy's a liability. <laughs> we gotta buy him the fuck out and get him <laughs> out of here. But I I it would be an interesting like local mini doc to to figure out the rise and fall of this guy. It'd be a greater story if he was a more successful guy, but something just tells me he was like the tag along of a crew of dudes. Like maybe they knew him since high
0: school or something. Side note mm-hmm. Netflix has a series of um I guess, like, serial... Well, not serial killers, but, like, just... K-I-L-L-L-A. Murderers and stuff like that. They talked about one in Cape Coral back in, like, 1997 or 98. Mm-hmm. And the guy is... Either was on death row or... Because they... Did they abolish the, the death penalty here?
1: No, I don't think so. It okay. just takes a long time to get he's to that He's either point.
0: still sitting on death row or he's just still sitting in prison or whatever. But... <laughs> yeah it was this incredible story about just fucking betrayal and it happened around your neck of the woods don oh it doesn't
1: surprise me when i first moved down here 20 years ago when they were just starting to really develop burnt store road it was like every three months oh body found <laughs> yeah. new development homicide detectives on scene oh this is from 1994 yeah like all yep. the bodies were being pulled up that yep. people dropped off out in burnt store road back in the day
0: but if anybody gets the opportunity, check that out. I'll have to see if I can remember what the name of it is. But it's, Do you it's remember just this four, show. Each episode is about a different killer.
1: You remember four or five years ago, they found that long lost lady and her like Datsun Z80, her Datsun, what was it, Z24, whatever the hell it was, before they turned a on it was in one of the two retention ponds in front of the Civic Center. That oh, sounds so you familiar. know, you know, when you go to the Lee Civic Center, they got those two retention ponds right by yeah, the way. Yeah, well, they were looking for a different lady. If she you're on Bay missing. Shore
0: or 31
1: when you're on uh, Bay Bayshore, you're gonna hang that right to go over the drawbridge, okay, or hang the left to go out towards Arcade. You got
0: those two little, re- yeah, those retention, little retention yeah. ponds.
1: They were looking for a lost person, and someone kept telling the sheriff's department, Well, you know, you need to go check those ponds. So, like, we have no. Reason to, to believe that she's in the pond. Well, this guy got a magnet and a rope and he tossed it in there and clank stuck. He found it wasn't the girl they were looking for, but he, lo- he found a missing girl from like 1985. She went missing the night she went to go see a band play at that Lee Civic Center, apparently drunk, drove into the lake. No one saw it happen. And she's been sitting down there all these years. And it wasn't until they were looking for somebody else that somebody threw a fucking magnet in there and found a roof for her car
0: holy that's, shit nuts it's like and that's interesting too it's because like all the have, county fairs i've of, been
1: to all the gun
2: shows, yeah. and
0: she's chilling in that pond
2: no yeah. that i did i did a fishing tournament once.
0: i was gonna say there's a lot of kids fishing tourneys out there yeah in those retention ponds <laughs> yeah probably i all all remember kind of going carp- to them when i was young pile kind of crappy hooks all stuck
1: along in the wind <laughs> <windshield>. oh, <God. laughs>
2: Imagine if you got a piece like clothing or something like that, and just toss it aside because you didn't pay no magic mind yeah, to wear nothing, man. Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> I was watching a video today. They were showing around the Titanic. They're showing shoes kind of sitting like this, and then clothes. Yeah. And they're talking about that. Chances are that was where the bodies settled but at that pressure the bones and all that decompose so the only thing left is the clothes like you can see that the shoes like sitting at an angle as if the feet were laying it's creepy creepy as hell yeah
2: well, i hate to cut you guys off and say goodbye no but i, I kind of get going and uh uh now that the storm has passed i must be starting doing some planning for the bachelor party Ooh. so good show. it was a pleasure gentlemen uh i hope you guys have a good time thanks for stopping by No, for sure. Yes, brother.
1: And as Ron signs off, we want to remind each and every one to do us a favor and head on over to YouTube.com. Click on the, um, actually hit search and look for Digital 410. And not only that, but Analog 410, you can just drop out at any time, Ron. And here's why. If you're a fan of the original format, the Waterman and D-Train show, I have started moving all those over to Analog 410 for two reasons. One, fun fact, we have over 1,000 videos on my YouTube channel. Over 500 of those are live-streamed podcasts between this, failed to Fail, and What's the Scuttlebutt. And when you're buried two years back on page seven, you're not getting seen. And there is limited website space. But more importantly, (laughs) over half of them are ineligible for monetization. (laughs) They've been deemed unworthy, whether through copyright strikes of music, profanity, harassing and bullying, or the otherwise. And Analog 410 is not monetized. And I'm speculating that because I have such a large number of content that's uneligible for monetization that maybe YouTube might be not quite throwing my content that is out to the world.
0: You'll probably get a lot more views on Analog 410. Well, but, I, ton, well what's actually, Analog 410?
1: It's the opposite of Digital 410. There you go. But interestingly enough, <laughs> they have started getting more views. And, oh, by the way, I discovered... YouTube has actually added a podcast playlist Yeah, that you have to add all your shows to, and so now that I've actually made three different categories under the podcast playlist and copied all the videos over there, our old shows are getting more views, but I'm also going to move Season 1 and Season 2 of What's Your Head over there on a separate playlist, So because a lot of those are, are ineligible for monetization, but also it, it helps clear things up, and once again, um, they're going from the back 200 pages to the front pages of a whole new, and so the shit will actually get seen again. Yeah. So if you want to see those old videos and f- find them easier instead of having to browse through 300 pages of old videos, head over to YouTube.com. If, you go to, if you're go, if you already subscribed to Digital 410 on our homepage, it says Featured Channel, and it has our logo. It looks just like the Digital 410, but instead of the cursive writing, it's all stamped out. Click on that. Go check those out. Like and subscribe over there. Maybe one day that one will get monetized too. And if you haven't done so, head over to patreon.com or cl- what'sinyourhead.com. Click on the Patreon link, sign up, and subscribe. It's a dollar a month. It goes a long way to help what we do over here. Do you also,
0: have a- go to d-410.com or d-410.com. What's and a you'll hyphen? Find all the information.
1: 23 years. No, 21 years. I've been answering the question: what's a hyphen? I registered d-410.com in 2001. Mm -hmm.
0: 2004,
1: I made a mistake of having act-cape-coral.com for ACT computers. On the phone, head over to act-cape-coral or d... What's a hyphen? It's the dash in between the zero and the backspace.
0: I mean, I learned that in grade school. Speaking of grade school... (laughs) good segue
1: yes I, this one even on my list of shit but if you guys follow me on tiktok you've probably seen the video i've been we we're talking a, a few weeks ago i've been watching looking at photos of the great depression and this and that and we made the realization of how you know the fact that my great-grandparents you know were living around that time my grandfather that i knew until he passed away was born 1925 and kind of makes you realize how close we are to that not to mention i've been playing a hell of a lot of rud dead redemption a lot lately and right. so 1900s i focused World War II is 1942, so for some reason I started looking at photos of the Great Depression. Maybe because I figured, fuck, if we're gonna go through the third depression, I'm also get prepared <laughs> as our money falls away, which we'll get to in a moment. And we're talking about even during the Great Depression, nobody had beards. Even in their poorest day, they all got up in the morning and fucking shaved because they and they had decorum. But I was watching Young Guns Part Two. I watched Young Guns not too long ago. I watched a shit out of both movies when I was a kid, but I was watching Young Guns Part Two. If you guys aren't familiar with Young Guns, it's about Billy Kidd, Doc Skerlock, Chavez. Part two is about, it also includes Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. Found out something interesting about him. You know, Christian Slater played him. Yeah. I'm Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, you heard of me? Anyhow, scene two, Doc Skerlock is in New York teaching kids because he went on to be an elementary school teacher. And that's the scene where the Pinkertons break in. They arrest him, taking him back to Missouri to face trial for being part of the Lincoln County Wars. And I'm looking around the classroom in 1876. No, 1896 at this point. So right around ni- almost 1901, 1900s. 1900, but it's about 1896, 1897. i looking around the classroom. Chalkboard. Had those, the green slate chalkboards. Cursive alphabet across the top. And then, like, pictures... Stuck up above the chalkboard, and just basically your sterile ass classroom, yeah, now no one's ever said that young guns and young guns part two is known for their historical authenticity, sure, I just looked over my female dogs humping my male dog, but it's twenty twenty three we won't ask questions. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> And so I get to going on Google and I Google classrooms from 1800s, classrooms from the early 1900s. There's a classroom, chalkboard, cursive writing, picture of the president, maybe a flag, and very sterile.
0: In the 18s or
1: 19s? Late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. And then I found one from 1955. Same exact classroom, same exact fucking desk, because that desk is only 50 years old. Why throw it away? (laughs) And it occurred to me, us Gen Xers who were born in the 70s, I went to school from like 1983, 84, I did repeat the first grade twice, so my math's a little fuzzy, to 1997 when I graduated. Until about 19, no, all the way up to like 1996, with the exception of the CRT 20-inch TV and a VCR and a cart and the light and mirror-based overhead projectors. Our classrooms were essentially the same exact fucking classrooms as exactly. they were in 1876. We didn't have whiteboards, we didn't have smart boards, we didn't have tablets and it was a, and depending on where you lived, you could have lived in somewhere in Missouri or Kentucky. You may have even still be sitting on the same desk from 1870s. Education had not changed a whole lot in 110 years. It's yeah. like wow! Not only were I born in the 1900s, I was in the same classroom from fucking 1800s. It's amazing how, like, education and technology. With once again, with the exception of like printers, computers, and, you know, the last 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had computers. And you went to a computer class, but you still did all your work on paper. You know, when yep. I was there, we weren't. No one, no one was bringing laptops to school. If you did, you'd you wouldn't have room because <laughs> the battery life's only 10 minutes back then. Yeah. But it's crazy how like, it's like, wow. Yeah.
0: No, I, I even remember that, you know, I was, you know, it was probably grade school when, you know, I remember things like that. Of course we did have whiteboards. We had projectors, not projectors, the, uh, light projector,
1: mm-hmm. overhead projectors overhead. Those things put off some heat. It sucked to sit in a desk right oh, behind it. Oh, blowing if you were right
0: sh- next to it or behind it. Oh, So for awful. you young
1: cats listening, you guys have digital projectors.
0: Well, they have smart boards and yes. projectors now.
1: An overhead projector was literally a metal box with a rod with essentially a periscope head on it. It was two mirrors so that, and then it was a piece of glass and you would put a clear piece of plastic that you wrote on with Sharpie. And this Mm -hmm. was cutting edge technology. And you would have to flip it upside down so it was backwards and it would hit the mirror and then shoot onto a movie screen. And it had like two old school light bulbs in it. And it had fans that just blew it out the back. And it was so goddamn hot. It's probably 1960s technology. Yeah. And that's yeah, how it, we it, had it and we had to transcribe those notes into notebooks with pen or and or pencil, depending on how classy you were. Well, and speaking of school, my son just entered sixth grade. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's middle school is a huge transition. Yeah. Unless you're the popular kids.
0: But let me tell you. He has an iPad.
1: You go to a private I- school? And I
0: no. He goes to charter school.
1: Okay. So Yeah, because the public schools, they get the public schools just upgraded. Well, the teachers upgraded. The teachers went from a Chromebook to a Dell Windows 11 based computer, but the kids still have
0: Chromebooks. When he was in elementary school, he had a Chromebook. Yep. Especially when we were going through COVID and stuff like that. So he had the Chromebook that he could take home and do all of his homework on his Chromebook. Mm -hmm. Now it's an iPad with a keyboard, if that kind of, you know, helps it out Honestly, I think it's... Basically turns it into a
1: laptop. It's more expensive, but it's probably, and this is going to sound counterintuitive because it is an Apple product, but in the long run it's probably going to be cheaper because wear and tear. Laptop hinges break. Laptop screens get cracked when people leave pins on the keyboards and shut them. Um, so there's less less parts to be broken yes. on an iPad.
0: And... I think also with iPad, and and this is another little sidebar, um, Apple products, I think, are a little bit beefier than, yes, do they have glass and it breaks and stuff like that, and I get that, but because I've seen they were doing that glass back shit for a couple of models or something like that that used to crack all the time. I had one. Never an Apple um, product. But I had to sign a waiver. Mm Mm-hmm. That said that said if the screen cracks it's like a hundred bucks. That's cheap. If if uh, it gets lost or stolen, it's four hundred. If it's if the case gets broken or something like that, it's another hundred bucks. It was like when I totaled it all up, it was like a thousand dollars. If anything happens to this iPad. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is is now the cool the cool part is, is that as a parent now. I can go online and I can look at all of his stuff. Yeah. Class Dojo. I can, I can. Yeah. Well, you guys use Class Dojo. They use, uh, uh, Schoology or something like that. So I can look at all of his test scores, his homework. Has he been turning it in? Is it on time? Is it late? What it is, what his answers were, the questions, all that stuff. Now, as a parent, Perfect, because I can look on there, I can check it, and I know where he's at, mm-hmm. and I know where he needs to, you know, um, what what we need to do.
1: Well, from a management this, standpoint, yeah. iPads make sense, and here's why. We actually have, the company I work for, we primarily do medical offices, and we have probably 300 iPads in the world. But they're easier to secure and to manage than Windows, and here's how and why. Yeah, there's a third-party company. When you buy the laptops from Best Buy, the serial numbers are automatically registered to this third-party company. You go into the third-party company's website, you create profiles, and then you assign the serial number to the profile. Depending on the profile, you, the thing can be completely a paperweight with not even so much as a screensaver, or you can just put Safari in the middle of it, and that's all they can use. You yeah. can tell what programs it can use, what pro- and like it's so cool. Like if you switch departments, like we have on the office, and literally within three seconds the icons just start changing. It's yeah. easy to roll. Out. And so, with Windows based computers, even Chrome based computers, it's almost impossible to lock those things down parental wise, especially when yeah. kids are taking them home because they're no longer inside of the proxy server, and so yeah. they can do shit that they can't do. These iPads, you can lock them down to where they can only use one oh, website. Yeah. And so it, from a management liability standpoint, it makes so much more sense to use iPads.
0: Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is um my son, he's not a thief or anything like that. Um not I've yet. taught him, you know, the the basic morals of being a fucking human being. And did you say not yet? <laughs> Go ahead. You fucker. Um I've seen He look ended in his up eye. It, uh, a lot of their backpacks at school, or book bags to be cooler, um, are all the same mm-hmm. because a lot of the sixth grade parents, they bought the backpack with the logo and then they're all exactly the same. Jansport, two pouch with the logo on the front. Do they basically. still have
1: the fake suede on the bottom like they did when we a leather one on the bottom like they did when we were
0: kids or is that? No, not that Jansport. It's it's the new newer age, all polyvinyl or whatever it is. I'm sure the um, old school
1: ones are going to come back here when the 90s get back into Vogue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, it was interesting because I guess this this one of his classmates, this girl, had accidentally put her iPad in his backpack because they Oops. had the same one. So when he got home, he was, or when he got on the bus, he was like, oh, this isn't mine. Where was his? His was in his backpack. So he had two of them in there. Yes, okay. but one was in the front, but in front of his books, and one was behind gotcha. his books. He looked, he looked at it. He opened his bag, and he was like, oh, that, okay, it's in there, whatever, and he kept going. He didn't realize he had two, so we got home, or he got home. I got home after work that day. I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, shit. Yep. What the hell's going to happen now? Because I don't want them to think that he stole it or anything like that, but I hit the home button, on it, and it said, "Please return to the front office." And it had the the student's name, so they could identify whose iPad it was. You couldn't get into it. No, it was it's locked down. as soon as as soon as it was locked down. That's it. Yeah, you're you're SOL. It's so cool. We don't even troubleshoot them.
1: Like when they're having yeah. problems, I just log in the software, hit re- wipe device, it wipes it out. Then they just got to choose language, connect to the Wi-Fi, and as soon as it hits the internet. It redeploys all the software back to it it's like why yeah. troubleshoot it just yeah. wipe it up
0: like fine. well and and the other thing that i is kind of disappointing about like i don't want to talk shit or or anything like that but like my company has their own it department mm-hmm. they built their own software yep from the ground up mind you it's fucking ancient it's from 2004 2005. sure so Everything that they do, it, it, none of it's been updated in the last 20 years. Well,
1: they're going to need to because if anything's functioning off of Java, Google Chrome, or doesn't run in a 64-bit environment, you guys are going to be done as soon as Windows 10's gone.
0: Right. So, And they're, they're probably going to be upgrading to 11 here soon, but I don't know. I was talking a little bit with the IT guys. There's three IT guys. They're there full-time. They do all of the... uh work cell phones, tablets, all the computers in the office, all the software and programming and all that stuff. Um and the interesting thing is is uh they the program that they built it's very very in depth but it only works because I I asked my manager I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm not really a big fan of Android or whatever." I was like, "You know, is there any way I can get an iPhone?" Because I'm in the office now and I don't really need the Android, and he was like, "Well, the, the program, work. well, the program that we use works better on Android, yeah, than it does on iPhone." And I thought, okay, you know, whatever. He was like, "Well, once you get in the office full time, because I'm still field slash office," he was like, "Then you know, you could probably get you an iPhone." And I was like, "All right, that's cool, but that's that's interesting. Is is you know how completely different the operating softwares are?" Is that you can do almost anything you want to an Android phone, anything you want. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to an iPhone, I mean, unless you're a really tech savvy IT guy, you can't do shit with that. Do you
1: know? You know, iPhone. You know, Apple got sued for monopoly, right? I was not aware of that. They got hit with an antitrust lawsuit because of the Tap to Pay. Really? It's so funny. Anytime I pull out my Android, Are you use an Apple Pay? No, it's a fucking Android. Android, you can download whatever wallet you want. You can use Samsung wallet. You can use Google wallet and whatever fucking fat boy wallet, whatever you want. And the wallet company yeah. makes the transaction fees when you use the, the wallet. Mac only allows you to use Apple wallet. Right. So anytime anybody with an iPhone taps to pay, Apple gets that money. So all these banks are like, yo, um, you got X amount on the market you won't let any of our banks put our apps on your app store for people to use a wallet, you're basically monopolizing all that money. And so they're in an antitrust lawsuit because they won't allow any third-party apps, wallets, to be installed on their phones. Currently? As of like two months ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, you can go on, go on the Shit. app store right now see if you can download like Google Wallet or like, um, I don't know, Capital
0: One Wallet or whatever. But my daughter started her first job. Well, I, well I know I have all of my... Uh like banking apps and stuff like that but
1: no i mean the actual tap to pay system
0: google wallet like i have google wallet on mine that's where
1: my credit cards are i just launched google wallet and i can tap to pay
0: i have google pay
1: that is save and pay uh, i think it might be a little different anyhow to move on yeah my daughter started her first job oh boy she's got a job at Publix.
0: Oh, yeah. The first job of every teenager in Southwest Florida. By the way, shout out to the fine people at Firehouse Subs. Ooh.
1: Like, Don, what does one have to do with the other? The kid already got the job at Publix, and she had to do what everybody does. You have to fill out online. Got to come home, fill it out online. I was at Firehouse Subs, and they had help on it and they had a st- stack of old school applications.
0: Fill it out and turn it in.
1: And I have said on this podcast, I've been saying for at least 10 years, that online-based application is a huge disadvantage for young kids and young adults trying to get their first or third or fourth job. Yep. Because when you fill it out online, you're just another name in an inbox and in someone's email. You fill out that paper application, you turn it in, and even if you don't have experience depending on how quickly they're wanting to hire, chances are the manager will say, hey, do you got five minutes, 10 minutes, let's go have a quick interview. Unless you're a social reject, chances are because of your personality and your engagement with the manager will make up for your lack of experience and it's easier to get a job. Dude, that
0: happened to me at McDonald's. Yeah. I started working there up in North Carolina. And I filled out a paper application. I turned it in. The general manager was like, do you got time to do, like, a quick interview? I was like, yeah. We sat down 10 minutes. I got hired. I have never
1: not gotten a job that I had a one-on-one interview when I turned in a... Only job I never got when I filled out an application was at California Pizza Kitchen in in Huntington Beach, California, because it it was a group interview with the most... Dumb shit, and they literally had thirty people in one room, all trying to get one of two jobs. It's like the managers are like, "Oh, we're not gonna waste our time interviewing thirty people individually, or interviewing five. We're just gonna have everybody come and throw out like get the know you questions, and based off of that, how you interact in a group. dumbest shit ever." But back to the point, any other any job I had from the time I was fifteen fill out an application, turn it, you've got a minute, Yes, to do, sit down, talk, boom, got the job. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> she gets the job at Publix, goes to orientation, has two weeks, no, fills out the paperwork, has two weeks, and has to go to orientation. I didn't know it was her in orientation. She didn't. She just thought it was her first day at work. She thought she was going to go and start bagging, whatever. Cause she already went and filled all the paperwork. So I took her to that, filled all the paperwork, got her uniform. She starts in two weeks. When I got her shoes, her pants. First day of work, <clears throat> I'm not feeling good. I can't go to work. I say, you fucking kidding me? So me and your mom go to your mom and I go to work sick all the fucking times. Part of being an adult. Yeah. I'm not going. I don't feel good. She looks scary. Can you call? Carrie's like no fucking way. She's like, you wanted a job. I can't make you go, but I'll be goddamned if I call your boss. So we made her call up. She called, and they said, okay, come tomorrow. Turns out it was her orientation, so she was able to go to the orientation the next day. But tonight was her actual first night. She started working 530 to 10, so Carrie went to go pick her up, I think, I hope. Um, I hope <laughs> she's not passed out in the other room. I didn't hear, hear her leave. I guess I can look at Life360 see if she's here. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting. But it's like... Part of us were hoping, and this is going to sound like a horrible parent, but we've been so trying to get her to understand the importance of following through with commitment. Yeah. Because, like, you know, middle school, she joined choir, went three or four times, quit. High school, she joined the ROTC Raiders and went three or four times and quit. She just, horrible follow-through with commitment. So we are really hoping they would just start to drop her uniform off that she was fired. But I told Carrie, I said, they're probably so used to this with these new cats.
0: Yeah. So, As, especially kids in high school. Yeah, well, they don't expect. I. I don't. I wouldn't think that they would expect them to actually follow through and and show up every single day. I mean, that's that's it's it's one of the those first situations day of work though. You don't yeah, show up for Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I <laughs> agree. But those jobs to me have always been reserved for yeah young kids. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, retired part-timers.
1: You're so out of touch. <laughs> I was the <laughs> same way. I came from a small town in Ohio. Bag boys were that. It was an entry-level job for high school kids. Imagine my fucking surprise in 2002 when I moved to Long Beach, California, and the bag uni- grocery bag union was on strike. <laughs> <laughs> they were a bunch of 30- and 40-year-old dudes. Wow. On strike for six months. They wouldn't yell at the women. You know, when they first went strike, no one crossed the, the picket line. Yeah. After about five months, fuck this, I got a grocery shop. These fuckers were on strike for like a year, so clearly your union reps don't care about you. Yeah. You know how much a 40-year-old male grocery bagger was making bagging groceries in L.A. in 2002?
0: Fucking $4 an hour.
1: These fuckers were making $13 an hour. What? I came from Ohio on my third year of building ambulances where I worked my way up to thirteen dollars an hour. And so I was laughing on finding oh well dude, you're forty. What the fuck are you bagged groceries for? That's a kid too. No, these fuckers are making fourteen dollars an hour in two thousand two. I was like, holy shit. That's
0: that job is fucking easy what am i going to
1: computers for i was working a job i just got a job at lunar pages making 12 dollars an hour while going to school for computers these guys are bagging groceries for 14 god i was like it's so much fun being a little kid job but i don't well and
0: and that's the aggravating part about being like for me like being in the trades because the trades are to me like you know some of the top you know kinds of jobs i mean without having a a uh you know, a college education or anything like that, you go into the trades. And when they were talking, you know, years, well, a few years ago now, oh, we're going to be raising the minimum wage up to like $15 an hour or something like that, which I think is still in the process, but they said it wasn't going to happen completely until here's like 20, the, here, fucking 28 or some shit.
1: Here's the thing that annoys me about the argument over minimum wage. Regardless of your age, whether you're my daughter getting her first job or you're the 30-year-old mom working at McDonald's, right? if your boss is actually paying you minimum wage, quit. Yeah. Because McDonald's doesn't pay minimum wage. I think minimum wage is actually like $9.25, but McDonald's pays like $13 an hour. You'll be yeah. hard-pressed to find a place that actually pays the legal minimum wage unless you're like a 15-year-old working part-time at like some mom-and-pop print shop. Right. Like if you work for anything remotely corporate or anybody who actually has standards, no one pays actual minimum wage.
0: Oh, I I, I worked minimum wage plenty of times. Well,
1: back in the day, we did, but I'm talking about modern yeah. day times. Like, oh, minimum wage is nine dollars yeah, an of, hour. Yeah, but you're making paying, fourteen at Wendy's.
0: Yeah, but see, they want the bare minimum to be fifteen in hopes that they'll get something upwards of like sixteen or eighteen or twenty. Yes, but, but this that's is why, aggravating. This but that's is why when you go to for,
1: Wendy's two double stacks and a medium sweet iced tea cost ten fucking exactly, dollars.
0: Exactly. And not only that, it's aggravating for me in the trades, and it's probably aggravating for you in IT because you know, yeah, we struggle. You know, we we tra- you know, we're not, you know, poor by any means or anything. We got a house, we got vehicles, we got, you know, stuff that we want to buy and stuff like that. But an entry level job, you know, you're supposed to have an apartment with roommates and you're supposed to have, you know, you're supposed to struggle. You're supposed to struggle. And here, that, here, that here, here's
1: how, here's how you know you're supposed to struggle. Every child actor we ever known or any child of a celebrity we've ever known usually have some sort of problem. Cause everything's yeah. getting to them. I was thinking about this the other day. I was sitting next to a guy at a light, He was in a brand-new Corvette, and he was probably about 23. Sadly, a brand-new Tundra probably costs as much as his new Corvette, but I'm thinking daddy's money, right? And if you start, well, this ain't daddy's money. I make the car payments. Okay, but do you live at home with daddy? Yes. Then it's daddy's money. But I make the car payments, yes. But if you were paying rent, electric,
0: water, cable, internet, and groceries,
1: You wouldn't have the money for the car. (laughs) You're not making that payment. Making
0: that payment. But
1: you were supposed to. You were
0: getting a shit box on the corner fucking lot. That that five grand at the most. That when you're late on
1: your car payment, you send your wife in there with a low cut shirt and fucking booty shorts on to make the payment, and then they say to schmooze. Yes, I've done it.
0: Yep. But to to my point,
1: you're not supposed to have a high paying job. They're called entry level jobs for a reason. They're to teach you responsibility. Teach not to call off on your first fucking day. Teach you to learn a skill. And then, a little advice for you if you hate your job. Having a job and having a girlfriend work the same way. And that is, it's easier to get a new one when you already have one. Even if you're not looking for one. Mm -hmm. I never got hit on more in my life until I put my first wedding ring on. I guess maybe they thought I wasn't a threat, but I I seem to get hit on more when you when I twenty one got married. Yeah. If you quit your job before you have another job and you go out for your interviews, they're going to wonder why you're not working. Yeah. You're not as desirable, just like you're not as desirable to the women when you're single. Maybe you're putting off a sense of desperation. I don't know, but it's always eaten. You know, for whatever reason, it's easier to find a job when you have a job. So that's a key there. But,
0: no, you're not supposed to have these
1: things right out the gate. you got to earn them.
0: Well, and, and not only that, you know, these young kids, you know, they think, oh, well, you know, I work at, we'll just take McDonald's for an, an example or Wendy's or any, any entry-level job that you worked for or I worked for. You know, they go, well, this is the best that I can do, so, you know, I need to make as much money as possible at this. No, that's a job. Find a fucking career. career,
1: and that, and find so a career. I don't, I don't mind the young kids bitching because they're young; and they don't know any better. And no. there is a bit of a catch twenty two. I don't, I can't get a better job because I don't have skills. Never have a job, so I, I get that. It's the four yeah. year olds that are still working at Wendy's
0: that yeah. aren't managers. You know, you're, you're right with that. You're right with that.
1: If you're in your thirties and forties and you're working fast food, if you're not in management, meaning you're still just a cashier, a sandwich maker, a fry dropper, you need to. Y- Wait you need to reevaluate
0: <laughs> your fucking life.
1: Because the reason you can't support a family on that job is it was never meant, that job was meant for the 15, 16, 17-year-olds. The managerial jobs, the fucking store manager job, the district manager jobs, those are jobs for you. Not the fucking sweeping the floor, fucking talking on a drive through microphone and and making bagels all morning. Yeah. If you're not that's if it's not a managerial job and you have no interest, you're you're done. Move on.
0: It's it's high school. High, excuse me, high school through college at most. If you go to college, if you don't go to college, My, and you know you're you're sitting there and you're 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 working for, you know, a, a burger joint or you're working at a grocery store or something like that, and you're going, man, you know, I I, I need to make more money. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Here's a fucking clue. Go find a trade. Yep. Get training. I'm dead fucking serious. There are so many trades. Electricians, plumbers, appliance people, uh, you know, carpenters. It, it doesn't matter. A- 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 yeah. Mechanics. Uh, HVAC. Huh? Mechanics. Mechanics. Anything. Those welder. trades are. You want to make some are... money, learn how to weld. Yeah. And you want to make even more money, learn how to underwater weld. Yeah. Um. Those trades are struggling to find people. I I go through it every single day. I've had five interview interviews in the last two months. And all of them are ex convicts. One, one guy. That's one the, fucking I'm sorry, guy. that's the air conditioning trade. That's where all the ex cons go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's frustrating because, you know, I, I look at it and I go, Well, you know, no shit. No wonder, you know, you're not, you're not making the kind of money that you want to make because you're, you're stupid and you're not fucking doing what you should be doing. Start at 25, 26 years old. Get into a trade. Make dog shit money. Don't start a family right away. Then by the time you're 30, 35, 40 years old. Forty five at the very latest. If you haven't
1: picked up a drinking habit, then you should be on a move
0: forward Yeah, with your you, You'll you'll be right there. You'll be a lead guy, you'll be a manager, you'll be whatever, and you'll be making that money. Yeah. You know?
1: And it's it's so frustrating like and I don't want to beat this dead horse and we're gonna move on here in a minute, but yeah. I being in IT, I just deal with so it's tech support. Not even tech support, vendor support. <laughs> Like when yeah. I'm buying forty-three thousand dollars with a licensing, or I'm yeah. buying five thousand dollar servers, three of them in a row, and you have a phone number in your email to contact you at, but you never answer it. I gotta wait for an email reply. Or when I get a I buy a brand new server, it has a problem. I call HP, they say, hey, this thing's 18 days old, send it back to the vendor, get an RMA. And it takes me 10 days to get an RMA actually 18 days to get an RMA when I have a job in Ohio that's waiting for the server. The entire job is on hold now because you guys are working from home. And I don't, a, a I don't return, care.
0: Return merchandise, merchandise authorization. Yes.
1: And Here's I'm sorry, margin. when you work at home you don't have the third of the manager walking by and seeing you sitting on your ass, you you fucking slack. I see it all the time. Yep. And it's just so frustrating. Just like my yep. boss. Got to get a whole new fucking walk-in because the people who were working on his roof only put two screws in his fucking skylight and the damn thing flew off.
0: Slacking. People half-assing their job. Stop slacking.
1: We we're going to get into the depressing topic of bricks and how they're going to destroy our country and how we're on the verge of war with Russia and China, but nobody's talking about it. So saw an interesting conspiracy theory on that. Yeah. We, we'll save it for maybe for next week, but just a little, a little taste of that sort of thing. So, one, we see Trump's going to court now, right? They're they're dragging him in and out of court during the primary so he can't run, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's – no, you won't see it on the media, but there's talks about us going to war with Russia and China because they just signed a bunch of PACs and BRICS trying to destroy our currency. You know, if we go into active war before the election, the wars act – Allows us to negate the election, and Biden will continue to be president, mm-hmm. much like how I, um, Roosevelt served a third term. Yeah. Anywho, mm-hmm. a little fun, little fun question for you.
0: Nice, well, nice little ear nugget for uh, for you to think and ponder on for next week's topic.
1: Lack of use of turn signal. Mm. Is that a sign of? narcissism.
0: I think it's a sign of stupidity.
1: I know. And I know you're thinking, Don, well, if they are a narcissist, they would turn on their turn signal because they want everybody to look at them. No. They're such narcissists, they don't think that they should have to tell the world what they're getting ready to do. Yeah. And I see it more, I, 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 I swear to God, Mike, I see less people using their turn signal than I actually do see people using it. Yep, And it's so frustrating. I can understand yep. if you have like an old ass car that was stolen four times and you have to get underneath the dashboard and hot wire two wires to activate your, no, you go, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: the, the only exception for me is if you're in a, a, uh, if you're specifically in a fucking turn lane, yes, that's the only exception. Lot. If you, you're in a straight or a right on red or something like that, and you can go straight, but you can also go right. Turn the fucking signal on and let me know where you're going.
1: You know how many times I utter the phrase, does that piece of shit come with a turn signal?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so many fucking times. And who are these people that are still almost backing into cars and parking lots?
0: How you many see, cameras are installed on brand new cars these exact, days?
1: Not even brand new cars. I got a 2018 uh, car. 100. Yeah. My, my dad's 2008, 2008 Tundra has the, I mean, Tacoma has the backup, and it's in his rearview mirror. It's only the size of a yep. postage stamp, but it's still there. I've seen so many times two different people backing out and almost rearing each other. It's like, hello, yep. you have beef, tones. In,
0: yeah, in newer cars than that. My dad's old 2007 Titan full you know seven inch screen on the dash Yep. you know backup camera I, and even if it didn't have a backup camera in it it had you know if you had an upgraded model from back then the motion they detector had sensors on on the back of them that would beep and let you know when you're getting close to an object
1: i've been uh, we we need to go drive We i not driven in two weeks so we've just been a bit too busy with that and she waits until like we're getting ready to go somewhere like can i drive it's like no why not? Because the last time we drove, it took you 10 minutes to get warmed up driving through the neighborhood before we went on the surface roads. But yes, we going right. to drive more. But one of the things I've been doing is I've been making her drive backwards to the parking lot with no cars mm. at the school. Drive backwards down the lane. I'm like, pick a spot and then back into it. I'm teaching her how to drive backwards because no one knows how to fucking drive backwards anymore. No one
0: knows. There's too many safety devices today, I think.
1: But... The camera actually makes it easier to drive backwards. It's like driving a fucking um, Abrams
0: tank. It it (laughs) does. It's like literally driving
1: an Abrams tank.
0: Right. Now, I learned how to back up through the military because I was a truck driver. I learned to back up when
1: my car came with one mirror on the outside because budget S10s did not come with a passenger side mirror. I had a rear view mirror and a driver's (laughs) side mirror. You threw your arm over and you turned around and you backed up. I gotta remind myself to do that every once in a while. I've gotten so used to my camera, like, "Hey, stupid, just look over your shoulder."
0: But even still, I used you to drive. Your, I'll stand you, in Haney, Haney Boulevard, my Tacoma, twenty-five mile an hour in reverse,
1: just into <laughs> my camera, like.
0: <laughs> even if you st- even if you you know feel like that's an uncomfortable position, still use your fucking mirrors. Yeah, your mirrors are not supposed to. And I I learned this a long time ago. Your side mirrors are not supposed to you're not supposed to be able to see the side of your vehicle. Really? I, I make it where I can see my just outside doors. of view. Yeah. It's supposed to be just outside of view so that because what what's going to be right next to your car. So you want to you want to angle it, you know, wherever your driving position is, you want to angle both your mirrors so that when you look at it, your vehicle is just out of view. Yep. Yeah. And you can see whatever lanes are next to you or what have you. And that actually helps with the blind spot, too. Yeah. And it helps with backing up. And now especially nowadays, we if you got have blind spot detections right spot.
1: and everything else. There's no reason for it. Yeah. But no, it just irks the shit on me, the, the lack of turn signals. I don't know why it's so hard for people.
0: I mean, changing lanes, you know moving positions you know going down the road or if you're going into a turn lane or or you know if you're on a straight road and you got to turn right and there's no turn lane fucking let somebody know and please for the love of god don't slam on your brakes at the last second with no turn signal on because that irks the fuck out of the rest of us
1: you know how your lane assist will readjust your car like if you're swerving like on higher end ones You ever been in one of those cars that, like, if you swerve
0: over the line, it re-centers you? I haven't, but my truck has lane assist to the point where if I get too close to the white or yellow line, my steering wheel vibrates.
1: (laughs) Well, my Tundra is old enough that my cruise control will adjust automatically to the speed of the car in front of me, and it'll let me, if I turn it on, it'll let me know if I'm going over the lanes, but it does not automatically correct. Mm -hmm. When I went to... San Antonio, I rented a RAV four and it does. And it feels like you're hydroplaning because you're driving all of a sudden you're like you don't have control of the car. It recenters itself. What if we I hate to say this because I don't like more laws. And not a <laughs> law, but a suggestion to the manufacturing companies. On cars, if you don't engage your turn signal, when you go to turn your lane, it does that. It automatically thinks you're swerving. It just until you turn on your turn signal, it it like automatically puts you back in your lane, and it won't. That would,
0: yeah, but you know as well as I do, that would cause so many fucking accidents because people aren't paying attention to what's in front of them ever. I was driving down Del Prado the
1: other day. No turn signal guy in front of me. He decides to make a last minute turn, but as he was doing it, there's a girl running down the street, out running in the morning. It was walking. Like crossing that parking lot, he almost nailed her, slammed on his brakes. if his turn signal was on, not only A, I would have known he was turning, I sl- and then she would have known because I'm a runner. You, you, focus. Yep. Far as she knew, he was driving straight. So he slammed on his brakes, almost hit her. I had to swerve around him and my tundra, my brake, my brake lights flashing, like brake, guy, brake checking my warning yeah. indicator. I barely made it around him. The guy next to me, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. If you're does yours have
0: does yours have braking
1: assist? It'll brake if you're going slow enough but i was doing like 50
0: (laughs) mine (laughs) i hate to admit this but i wasn't paying attention one time and i was going down the road and i didn't see the fucking car stop and i was i don't know if i was just looking off or i was looking at my radio or something like that and there was a car stopped and it the, the truck just went beep 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 and went yep. and stopped right I don't know there. If mine, not, like, mine will
1: beep at you and it'll it flash, but I'm not sure I'll have to test it out one day. I'm not sure if the it breaks brakes automatically engage or not.
0: Mine also will um if I'm going down the road, it will it will do the uh um distance, but it will also if I'm following somebody and they start to slow down, my truck will start to slow down with it. Yep and it will keep its distance, and I'll, it'll come to a complete stop. Mine and then will it do will beep that. and then i got to put my foot on the brake.
1: Mine will do that up until 35. Like, that feature's disabled at 35, but, like, okay. with cruise control on or if you're at a high rate of speed with your on, it'll it'll slow itself down until – once it gets to 35, then it turns off because I guess they figure if you're at 35 miles an hour, you should be really paying attention to what the fuck you're doing.
0: Yeah. But, but I, 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 like – when I first got the truck, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna test some of these theories." With you know, I was like, "I probably shouldn't have because it's a brand new truck and it's my first brand new truck. And it's as expensive as fuck." But I was like, "Let's see what it does." So I played around with it and I was like, "Damn, it comes to a complete stop." You realize if you have the lane
1: assist that automatically recenters your truck, and you have the cruise control that adjusts the speed to the car in front of you, and the automatic braking, you essentially have a self-driving car on the interstate. Pretty much pretty I, when much. I, when I do like roll tear if I, if I'm unfortunate to drive my truck because of the gas, I just put on cruise control and I like, I just basically have to remind myself to maintain the, cause it does. If it, if that thing had uh, lane assist, I could just sit back and just
0: <laughs> let it do its thing,
1: but no, but that's going to about wrap it up for this episode of the what's in your head podcast. Uh shout out to Ron for stopping by and, um, a. hopefully nobody listening to the show had any severe hurricane damage if you did we want to hear about it email us at um info at d-410.com and as we said earlier please head over youtube.com and if you haven't done so already look for digital 410 and analog 410 you can go back and watch all the old what uh the <laughs> waterman and d train show um starting like at episode 89 we weren't streaming a re- we weren't video streaming when we first started and um, head over to Patreon.com or What'sYourHead.com, click on that Patreon link, sign up, and subscribe, and we'll get into the bricks. And um, we're trying to get a professor on. I haven't heard from him yet. We're we're wanting to do a an interesting show on nostalgia and how it impacts society and the positive and the negative sides of nostalgia. So hopefully we'll get that gentleman booked here before too long. But for myself and Mike, we want to thank each and every one of you for um, – continue to support the show and hanging out with us each week and we will talk to you all as I do my twisty thing in next week digital 410 this has been a digital
0: 410 production <laughs>